Blog Talk Radio. Hi, Dave. And hi, Nat Sound. Welcome to Nat's Nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington for Federal Baseball. I've got Dave Nichols from Federal Baseball and Doghouse from Federal Baseball on the line after the Nationals drop a 3-1 decision to the Cleveland Indians, fall to 66-46 and 46 on the year. Dave, it looked like Max Scherzer might do something special again uh, since his last loss. In a one nothing game against Milwaukee on July 4th, he was 3 and 0 with a 1.75 ERA, six walks, 43 Ks, a 174, 241, 307 line going into today's game, and 36 innings pitched, four and two, 274 ERA at home this season. The nine starts, 12 up and 12 down to start, six Ks, five straight at the end of the fourth uh, through the fifth. 51 pitches overall at that point. A two out walk in the fifth uh, ended his bid for a perfect game. Ben Revere made a great catch in the sixth to keep it going, but one out in the seventh, Francisco Lindor singles the center, and E1 on a pick attempt moves him around to third, and RBI double follows, one nothing at that point. A stolen base and a pop fly follow after that. It falls in for a single, 2 nothing. Lonnie Chisenhall drives in the second run there. Uh, Scherzer out after seven innings, but he's fantastic through six and into the seventh. Just a, a dominant start, and they kind of got him there. A single up the middle, uh, error on the throw, and then a pop fly that drives in another run after the double. Uh, hard luck loss for Scherzer here, who was very good on the mound until he all of a sudden wasn't. Are you there, Dave? Hear me? Try that. Oh, I can't now. I just had to, I just had to mute and unmute you for some reason, and it worked. Doghouse, can you hear us? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Okay, Dave Scherzer, go. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, you know, an average night at the plate, and we're talking about another Nats win. Scherzer was terrific. Um, he had that play, I think, in the third or fourth where where he fielded the the the, the dribbler and, and got the out at first, and then Revere's catch, and you think, well. You know, no hitters have these spectacular defensive plays in them, so maybe something's in store. But uh, maybe ran out of gas a little bit there in the seventh inning and uh, was kind of victimized by his own defense. And, um, you know, just it, it, like you said, it's a hard luck loss. This is another start where uh, just absolutely dominant, was in control the entire way. Um, like, and like I said, an average night from the offense, and we're not making a big deal about him running out of gas a little bit there. Doug has to go seven in the end, three hits, two runs, one earned, which is silly because it was his error that cost him, but whatever. One walk, 10 days, <laughs> 100, 108 pitches on the night. Uh, he passes 200 strikeouts on the year for the fifth straight season. Uh, he had the higher heater working early, getting a lot of pop-ups from a lot of hitters. Uh, he's just the fourth active pitcher to have uh, 200 Ks in five straight seasons. I, I will spare everyone the trivia because this is on Twitter all night, but joins Justin Verlander, Clayton Kershaw, and Felix Hernandez on that list. Uh, it's a really good outing from Scherzer, like I said to Dave, but uh, 10 Ks, seven innings, three hits, two two runs, one earned, and it was enough for the Indians tonight. Yeah, this this is really the, the flip side of uh, the audience the Nats had against Bumgarner the other night, except, well, maybe not quite quite as bad because uh, the uh, Nats gave up, or Scherzer gave up two runs here. And I, I guess he didn't go nine, so, well, we'll, we'll put an asterisk <laughs> next to it. Uh, a good, strong outing. I, I was especially encouraged to see how well he was working high in the zone. You mentioned that, uh, getting getting a lot of weak pop-ups, 
And uh, except for that that ball that Revere went back and got at the wall, that was really the the one hit all night where uh, we were we were seeing signs of his dinger problem. Which I, I'm not sure if that's an actual narrative or just a hash brown narrative at this point. Um, but it, it seemed like he was uh, not just being dominant in terms of uh, his command and the, the power and getting the strikeouts, but also managing contact to an extent. And until he sort of hit the wall there in the seventh. Either way, you know, just like Strasburg's recent outing, I, I can't really complain that much about it. It was pretty strong, and it was ultimately it's it's on the Nats for not. Uh, not coming through with uh, a few more runs, and they they certainly had a couple of chances that uh, that they didn't capitalize on. Dave, after the game on Sunday, I said I was really looking forward to watching Trevor Bauer pitch. Uh, I hadn't looked at his numbers at that point since a win and relief appearance in a 19 inning game against Toronto. He was 0 and 3 in his last five starts with an 8.37 ERA, a 324, 405, 529 line against, and 23 and two thirds inning pitch. Uh, he was the third overall pick in the 2011 draft, three picks before Anthony Rendon by the Diamondbacks, traded the Cleveland three-team deal in 2012. Uh, I loved him coming out, coming into the draft because he had a lot of ideas on pitching that were kind of new, the way he worked out and everything. Uh, has been up and down so far in the majors, but has that real short-arm delivery. It seems like it would probably be kind of deceptive if you're up there on the plate. Uh, six scoreless tonight on 82 pitches, a one-out double in the seven ends his night. Gets 10 ground ball outs on the night, uh, three fly outs, six in the third scoreless, four hits, two walks, four Ks. Uh, his numbers haven't been good uh, recently, but he's he matched Max Scherzer through six scoreless and ends up getting the win, uh, six and a third innings on the mound, and that's far. Yeah, you know, I have a, a certain amount of expertise when it comes to Trevor Bauer, and nobody likes to hear anybody talk about their fantasy teams, but I've actually owned uh, Trevor Bauer on, on a fantasy team. Uh, in a dynasty league for six years. So um, this is a guy that, that does everything that you want a starting pitcher to do, um, and, and he's starting to put it together. This, this season he's had um, bouts tonight like where uh, where he looks like he's put it all together, and then you mentioned his last couple of starts. He hasn't been so great. Uh, he generates ground balls. He generates strikeouts. Um, he's got a good idea of what he wants to do. Uh, he, he's got command and control. Um, he's just he's just been a little bit hittable at this point, and that might be due to uh, maybe kind of a flat fastball. And, and when he's got his good control, um, he, he's able to, to generate strikeouts and generate ground balls. And when he doesn't have his good control, he gets it up a little bit and gets hit. But um, tonight he had his good control. He he was real strong against the Nats, and um, you know the, the, the narrative goes that the Nats can't beat good teams, and then Cleveland's a pretty good team. So um, so I guess the Nats lose tonight, but. Um, this is just a case of, um, you know, a good pitcher having a good night. The Nats bat are struggling. Um, you know, it's a, it's a wonder why the Nats bats are struggling when Bryce Harper's out of the lineup again, Ryan Zimmerman's out of the lineup. Not that he's been much help when he's been in the lineup. Um, you know, they just they, they need to get more than one or two guys going at a time, and it seems like, you know, it, it, at this point, uh, Wilson Ramos and, and Daniel Murphy are going to carry this team offensively, and when they have to, uh, you know have off nights, the Nats aren't going to score a whole lot of runs. Yeah, Murphy 0 for 4 tonight. Uh, where's Ramos down? If I scroll down here, he was out of the game early. Uh, 1 for 4 for Ramos, 1 for 4 for Rendon. Worth with a hit. Uh, doghouse, oddly, this one falls to you again. Jason Worth, OPC, <laughs> KMA update. 39-game one. <laughs> on-base streak after he walks in the first, 33 hits, 29 walks over that stretch. 
He ends up driving in the only run of the game for the Nationals, gets a two, uh, 2-2 slider from Andrew Miller, yanks it out the left field, line drive home run, made it 2-1 to one at that point, got them within one, but that's all the scoring for the Nats. Worth manages to uh, keep his on-base streak going, uh, getting closer to Ryan Zimmerman's 43, which is the record for the Nationals, 2005 through present, as we always have to qualify, but... Uh, 14th home run on the year by Worth. He got a hanger there and absolutely crushed it. That one was out of there in no time at all. Yeah, Worth can hit a mistake, and he he absolutely punished that mistake. Uh, He's maybe doesn't have enough bat speed to be able to uh, react to the heat, but he's certainly got enough to find a hanger and send it a long way quickly, which uh, which he did tonight. That was that was quite a satisfying little hit there. He got. Uh, I will say that he got the two good outcomes out of the three true ones, uh, not striking out tonight. <laughs> but, boy, he's he's killing us out there with the glove. Uh, he, he had a, a run there sort of in the middle of the season where he was he was looking serviceable, if not downright adequate. But, honestly, the last few games, it's kind of like those first uh, first couple of weeks in April where, where he was looking like Adam Dunn out there. It's, uh, it's the, 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 the statue of Jason Worth out in left field today was, uh, was, was not doing a lot, of, uh, a lot of favors for us, which is not to say that there's necessarily anyone more helpful that the Nats could put out there uh, because, yeah, you know, he's, he is getting it done at the plate. The on-base streak isn't entirely empty. Uh, as, as we saw tonight with the home run, he can still work the walk. He can still make the pitcher work even when he doesn't get on base. Uh, and I think there's really no one else in the lineup who's going to give you intelligent at-bats like that other than Daniel Murphy. And uh, Murphy's already in the lineup, and I, much as Worth makes me cringe, I, I have even less interest in seeing Daniel Murphy out in the, in the outfield. So uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll give J-Dubs a pass on this. I'll just note that the Adam Dunn and left comp is one degree meaner than the Josh Willingham and left comp Harrison, but for Jason Worth, he's old out there. Dave, you mentioned uh, Bryce Harper not in the lineup. Second straight game he missed after leaving Saturday night's game with a stiff neck. Uh, no real information from what the Nationals are saying. Dusty Baker just said that they shut him down completely today, told him to not do anything and try to get this better uh, it's only been the last couple of days, according to what they're saying. He slept on it wrong or whatever, came up with the bad neck. So this is not what's been going on from what they're saying that's caused his struggles over the last couple of months. But uh, Nationals could use him back in this lineup, getting those at-bats and trying to get back uh, right at the plate. Uh, kind of tough situation here. He was lacing a few balls a couple of games back and really squaring stuff up for the first time we'd seen in a long time. Dusty Baker definitely noticed that. and have to go out and miss a couple games at this point. Probably doesn't help in any of that and trying to get Bryce Harper back on track. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I have a hard time believing that somebody that slept funny on their neck is going to miss a couple of ball games afterwards, especially a guy as competitive as Bryce Harper is. Um, Taking at face value, um, yeah, the Nats are doing the prudent thing by, by, you know, completely shutting him down and not having him try anything if he's in any kind of discomfort. But, um, but again, I just I don't buy it. But um, you know, this is a completely different Nats uh, medical staff uh, than than in previous years. So um, they've done a, a better job of keeping guys on the field. But 
Um, you know, the, the bottom line is, is that, that the, the Nats need Bryce Harper to succeed, and, and he hasn't uh, been able to produce this year, certainly not in comparison to last year. I mean, last year was an historic season, but even, you know, norms that he had set prior to that. So, um, you know, if the Knicks bother him and if it, if it takes a week for him to, to get it settled down and get back out to where he's performing at a level that – um, that, that we're accustomed to, that he's accustomed to, that the team is accustomed to, uh, then give him a couple of days off. But, uh, um, but again, I just I can't believe that, that, that somebody sleeping on their neck funny is, is a reason to keep him out of, out of, out of ball games like that. And Doug, I think he might have set an unreasonable standard last year. Uh, it was a completely unique season for someone his age, for anyone of any age really in the major leagues, what he did last season. But uh, he hasn't even been the average player. His career averages so far this season, he's well below those. And the average, at least, he's still getting on base at a fairly ridiculous rate. And 20 home runs is nothing to shake a stick at, for lack of a better phrase. But the Nationals, if they're going to make a run, you really need that big middle-of-the-order bat that he's supposed to be in that lineup. And hasn't necessarily been that all this season, since April. No, no. This year is the outlier. Last year is the new normal. This year is the outlier. This year. Last year is the new normal. <laughs> yeah, certainly if, if if the Nats want to make any kind of run in uh, baseball after the first 162 games, whatever that might entail, uh, they just need more offensive production from somewhere. Uh, Harper certainly seems the obvious source of it since just regressing to career averages, as you point out, will, will be a substantial improvement in, uh, in his production. Uh, it, it could come from somewhere else. Maybe Zim finally comes, comes off the DL healthy and, and starts raking. Uh, maybe uh, Murphy heats back up. Um, there are hitters who could go on streaks and, and give us the production. Uh, and and someone is going to have to if, uh, if if we want to go anywhere in uh, in you know anywhere past the first few days of October. Uh, and Harper is the obvious source for it. And I, I don't know what's what's not right to him. And and Dave, I don't know what kind of magical pillows you have, but uh, I've wanted to stay <laughs> home from work for several days sometimes after after getting a crick because uh, you know I I had it fluffed up wrong, but. Then again, I'm, I'm yeah, but, even more of a hothouse flower than Strasburg is. But you're not a world-class athlete in a pennant race. <laughs> Crick is a medical term, by the way. I just want to note that my big question is, where has June Espinosa gone? Nats Nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. <laughs> Gio Gonzalez versus Josh Tomlin tomorrow, 4.05 Eastern start. The finale of this two-game set with the Indians in the nation's capital. Fuck you guys after that game. Go Nats. 